Welcome to the first episode of News 101. So for people who have an interest in learning about everyday news and relating it to AP government. I'm your host, Karen Trejo, and with me, I have a wonderful co-host, Vicky Dubois. How's it going, Vicky? I am a bit scared for this episode, but I'm doing very well other than that. How about you? I'm doing great. Today, I will be explaining much of political twists and historical contents that you will learn in class and will be related to the election process. Sounds like an exciting topic. I am pumped up and ready to help with the second part of this episode. It sure is, but first, Vicky, let me tell you, do you know of anything going on today related to the, this topic? Well, I have heard people talking about the most important news, the 2020 election that is happening. Yes, that is correct. We are actually in the middle of voting, having much debates, primaries, and caucuses. What are those? Are we going to have to explain all this? We are going to explain primary and caucuses. Let's get our first special guest to answer the question. All right, sounds good. Hello, can you please say your name and where you're from? Hi, I'm Daniela Sanchez, and I'm from Montana. We have a trivia question for you. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready for motion. What is a caucus election? A caucus is an organized political party. A caucus is a meeting of supporters of a specific political party who gather to elect delegates to who, whom they believe should be a candidate in a given election. That is absolutely correct. Thank you for calling in. Have a great day. Yay! Thanks. Have a nice day. But that isn't the only kind of voting there is. Also ones called primaries. What do you mean? I am very confused. If there's more? Yes, the other kind is called primaries, which is an election to select candidates to run for public office. They allow only declared party members to vote or open, enabling all voters to choose which party they choose to vote for without declaring any party affiliations. But is it direct or indirect voting? Can you elaborate? Yes, give me a sec. Hello. Hi, Professor Henry. How are you? It's Karen Trejo speaking. Hello, Karen. It's been a while since we have spoken. How can I help you? We have wondered if you can explain if it has to be an indirect or direct primaries voting. Does it matter? Yes. Here, let me explain. A direct primary, which is now used in some of the U.S. states, functions as a preliminary election whereby voters decide their party's candidates. In an indirect primary, voters elect delegates who choose the party's candidates at a nominating convention. And how about indirect primaries? Okay, let me elaborate a little bit more. Indirect primaries for the president of the United States are used in many states. Voters in these elections generally select delegates who attend a national political convention and are bound and pledged to cast their ballots on the basis of preferences of the voters. Delegates may be bound for only one convention ballot or until they are released by other candidates. Yes, and also in some states, the presidential preference vote is advisory and does not bind the delegates. Whoa, Karen, you do remember what I taught you in Government 101 six years ago. But yes, and the rules for selecting delegates are determined by the political parties and vary by states. They can be selected by winner-takes-it-all basis or proportional representation. 
Wow, that is good information to share with our listeners. Thank you so much, Professor Henry. No problem, and thank you for having me. But I have to get to class in a few. No, thank you, Professor. Have a nice day. Bye, Bye, ladies. Now we're going to be talking about the election process and how it all works. Because you can't just vote all in one day. It takes time. Yes, Karen, that is actually a very great idea. Let's start talking about the election process. Incoming news alert. Let's hear what it has to say. Coronavirus has now been detected in the food of Whataburger. So basically, they might have to shut it down. That is so sad. I am actually scared that this coronavirus can get this bad. It's spreading really, really quickly. Today, my parents called me to tell me that today in Mexico City and that there was an outbreak today. Hopefully, it doesn't spread to them. It will be okay. Well, back to the topic, the election process. Step one are the primaries and caucuses. It is the first election in which the candidates that want to run get elected to be in a national ballot. It is when all the candidates run and then decide on one candidate for the party. And then, the second step is the national convention, in which each party holds a national convention to select its first presidential nominee. Yes, and at the convention, the presidential candidate chooses a running mate or a vice president. And then, the presidential candidates campaign throughout the country to win the support of the general population. And a little while ago, on February 22nd, Bernie Sanders came to El Paso. Then finally, step three is the general election, in which people in every state across the country vote for one president and vice president. When people cast their vote, they are actually voting for a group of people called elector. You do not vote directly for the president. You have to go through these electors first. Last but not least is step four, the electoral college. But wait, Garin, what is an electoral college? It is a system in which each state gets a certain number of electors based on its representation in Congress. And then what happens after that? Then each elector casts one vote following the general election, and the candidate who gets more than 270 wins. Then, that is the last step in which the newly elected president and vice president are. And that will happen in January. And that is the election process, Vicky. Well, actually, that's a very complicated process. So now for the next part, we're going to speak about how the debates work. So... During the presidential election campaigns in the United States, it's very customary for the main candidates to engage in something that's called a debate. And the topics discussed in this debate are often the most controversial issues of the time, and arguably elections have been nearly decided by these debates. Candidates' debates are not constitutionally mandated, but they are now considered a strict part of the election process. These debates are targeted mainly at undecided voters, those who tend not to be partial to any political ideology or party. So, Karen, can you explain when these presidential debates are held? Yes, presidential debates are held in the election cycle. After political parties have nominated their candidates, the candidates meet in a large hall, often a university, before an audience of citizens. The formats of debates have varied, which questions sometimes posed from one or more journalists moderators in other cases members of the audience a little background information is that the formats of the debates have varied which questions sometimes posed from one or more journalist moderators and in other cases members of the audience have asked 
them questions about many things that have happened in this world. And the debate formats established during the 1988 through 2000s campaigns were governed and detailed by secret memorials of understanding between the two major candidates, which started in 2004. A little more history is that in 1980, debates drew 8 million viewers out of a population 227 million. Recent debates have drawn decently small audiences, ranging from 46 million to the first debate in 2000 which went higher than 67 million for the first debate in 2012. In 2016, where the other election was between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, had the world record-breaking audience of over 84 million people watching the first 2016 presidential debate. To explain the format of the debates, we're going to get a special guest. Please welcome Harry. Hello? Hi, Harry. We have some questions for you. I was wondering if you can explain to us the format of these debates. Uh, of course. Yeah, let me let me get my notes. Okay, sounds great, Harry. The exact format of the leader's debate varies, but normally the debate will begin with each leader making a short opening statement. Then, a panel of many well-known journalists will ask a set of prepared questions, which are to be answered either by all the leaders or one specific leader. That's very interesting, Harry. Can you elaborate more, please? After the leaders answer each question that the journalist asks, they may, may get a chance to make a brief response, after which they are may be some time allocated for an often heated free-for-all debate. And then what will happen after that? The moderator will usually attempt to exercise some control through all of this and then stop the debate after time has elapsed so the next question can be asked. After the panelists finish asking questions, each leader will make his or her closing remarks and the debate will end. Oh, thank you, Harry. That was very good response. You're welcome. All right. Have a great day. You too, Vicky. And that's all we have for today, Vicky. Come back next week to get some more updates on the elections. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Bye.